This is a three video series that I really enjoy. It's actually one of only two or maybe three series that I didn't shoot myself. It was the spring of 2019 and I was going through a health scare. Actually left, got in the car to leave for the road trip. Got about two hours from home to head down to Arlington, Texas. And uh, got a phone call from my doc that I needed to come back. Some test results had not come back with good news. I was scared to death. Everything ended up working out well, but my dad took the shoot for me, ran down there, and um, got to meet Scott Peach. Scott Peach, just a lifelong Arlington, Texas man, and uh, at the time they were just coming off an 11-1 season. So a great little three-video series. If you're a spread guy, I think you'll really enjoy listening to Coach and uh, get some good stuff out of this. As always, if you like this stuff, you want to see these videos, check us out at clinic.chiefpigskin.com. Hi, my name is Scott Peach. I'm the head football coach and athletic coordinator at Arlington High School in Arlington, Texas. I've been at Arlington High School now for 16 years, and I am very, very blessed to be here. Um, I can say that I was born in Arlington, Texas. Um, I grew up here, and uh, all 21 years of my professional career um, have been in this great city. Uh, my background comes from coaches. Um, I believe in coaches. Uh, I never forget that uh, I had a guy come in and tell me one time many, many years ago when I was a young coach, at the end of the day, what does it really matter? Um, we don't have the guys, and because we don't have the guys, uh, we're really wasting our time. And you know, that really struck me poorly because I grew up in my life with awesome coaches. I grew up in my life with family that was coaches. And I feel like that that's not the case. My big belief is that coaching really can change the entire culture of a program. It can obviously win or lose a football game, and it matters. Um, I believe that coaching matters. Um, I believe that because my whole family has been in coaching um, really all of our lives. My grandfather started it out. Uh, he was a Hall of Fame basketball coach in the state of Oklahoma. Um, he passed that on to his two sons. And so uh, my uncle was a basketball coach in Oklahoma for a long time. Uh, my father was a great baseball and football player. Um, and he possibly could have made it in professional baseball, uh, but chose to um, get into high school football coaching. And Eddie Peach was one of the greats of all time in the state of Texas. Um, I obviously got to be a part and play for him at Lamar High School and then also stand on the sidelines with him. Um, obviously, as a young kid, starting out when I was three years old, and even after, um, until I got into coaching myself um, for a long time. In saying that, uh, my mom was a coach at the junior high level and also a PE teacher. Um, I married a soccer coach, and I will tell you that that is awesome because the beauty of my relationship with my wife is she understands what I do for a living. And, uh, you know, there are so many times when she knows the job that I have to do, the grind uh, that really makes up who I am, the seven days a week that's involved with football. And she not only respects it, but she believes in it. And so I've been very, very blessed to uh, marry Kim Peach, but also have a wife that understands that. She was a head girl soccer coach for 11 years um, in the city of Arlington and also at Mansfield High School. And uh, she's an assistant AD now. 
And then with that, uh, my brother is a coach. Um, I have one brother, and he is the safeties coach at Waco Midway. And so in saying that, it's, it's in my blood. Um, it's in the bloodline of our family. It's really who we are. And so in saying that, um, yes, I played around with possibly becoming a lawyer, uh, possibly being a sports broadcaster, but it was time when I was 22 years of age to make a decision. Uh, my decision was to coach, and I've been very, very blessed, and I haven't looked back since then. In saying that, uh, 16 years at Arlington High School, we've had a lot of success here. I'm very, very proud of my coaching staff and the job that they do. Um, I think at the end of the day, if you want to be a winner and you want to be successful, it starts with how you build your program. And I think your program really starts with how you build your coaching staff. Uh, being here 16 years, I've had a number of men come and go from my program. Uh, but a place where we're at right now is, is fantastic. And the reason for that is that at the end of the day, uh, they respect the fact that I'm the boss. Uh, they challenge me as far as ideas. Uh, concepts, uh, things we can do to make our program better. But at the end of the day, uh, they come with those great ideas and they're not afraid to bring them forward. But they're also very respectful of the fact of I'm the boss and I say yes or no. And without feelings hurt, we move on with life. Uh, we also have a great chemistry where we enjoy each other's company. And there's a lot of respect on either side of the football from offense to defense. Uh, that isn't always the case in a lot of staffs. And I think from that culture, that's led us to be 21-4 and four over the last two years. Um, my offense coordinator, Philip Nelson, and defense coordinator, T.J. Dibble, uh, do an outstanding job for us. Um, and also with that, 11-1 uh, this year, we were district champions, undefeated 10-0 season, and went a couple rounds deep in the playoffs. Today, I'm going to focus on offense. That's where I spend most of my time. Um, I am the play caller here at Arlington High School. I've called plays for the most part uh, for 18 of my 21 years in coaching. Um, and so in saying that, I'm going to share that with you today. Also, I'm going to share stuff that we do well. Um, I think there's always the concept of, well, I can tell you a great idea I got from this place or that place. But the reality is the interest level that you have and why I should be the one talking to you is because of the things that we do well. Um, so for this presentation, I'm going to give you a counter clinic. Um, I'm going to say to you that there was a time, probably about a decade ago, that I looked at getting away from the counter. And I did that because at the NFL level, it got to a place where the D-line was so talented that the pull schemes um, kind of went away. And it became an all-inside zone, outside zone um, concept at the NFL level. And as it trickled down to college and to high school, a lot of people started that trend also was kind of getting away from pullers. But what I realized with football, obviously it's ever changing, but the other thing is now, we've kind of flipped football on its head. And I say that because the high school coaches taught some things to the college coaches. And the college coaches now are teaching a whole lot of things to the NFL coaches. So it's okay that Joe Gibbs ran the counterplay to perfection back in the 80s and that we're still doing it at Arlington High School in 2019. Um, I'm going to share a lot of different concepts with you in our counterplays and how we do it. So let's get to work right now uh, with our pool schemes at Arlington High School. The first thing is I want to focus on is our three surface side. Now for us, when we get into our formations at Arlington High School, we start with two by two spread and see what you're going to do to us. Then from there, we're going to adjust to a three by one look and see how you adjust. 
Obviously, we know how to get to empty as well, and we like that formation with three by two. With our tight end based, we want to put a tight end down and see how you're going to handle that extra gap that we put down. So when we put the tight end down now, it becomes, instead of a six-man gap scheme in our spread look, to a seven-gap scheme, and you've got to handle all seven of those gaps, and yet at the same time, cover all four of our receivers, including our tight end. So that being said, we're going to start today talking counterplay to our three-service side. Why do we like to counter at Arlington High School? We like to counter at Arlington High School because at the end of the day, the down blocks and the kick-out schemes work against everything for us. We also feel like by getting two pullers to a side, we are getting two extra guys to the play to make us more efficient in what we do. This particular play is what we call Minnesota Viking. At the end of the day, our Minnesota Viking call goes to the three surface side. And again, on our three surface side, we're going to use the tight end by adding him to the play and also adding him to the blocking scheme on the front side. First of all, this is a 4-2 look here. We expect for most people that the 4-2 is going to keep the six men in the box and they're going to drive, in this case, that pistol down in that weak alley right here to cover the tight end but also be tied uh, as the seventh gap defender in the run game. So as we look at our concept with our blocking scheme right here, we're going to start on the front side. For us, the key is, do we feel like that you're going to play us in a nine technique or a seven technique and how do we want to handle that? What we would prefer in our scheme is for our tight end to be big enough to be able to handle that defensive end himself. So what does that mean? Well, it means this, that we like our tight end to be somewhere between 220 and 260 pounds. For us with our tight end, we would prefer him to be an offensive line type more than a receiver type. If he can catch the ball, if he can run routes, that's an added bonus for us. But at the end of the day, what I've learned is that guy has to be able to block point of attack for us in our scheme. And in this case, be able to line up next to that tackle and move people. So that being said, if we get a nine technique, okay, based on how you're going to fit, we will game plan that week to base that nine technique out, or we will block down inside to your Mike linebacker. The way this one's drawn up here is we're basing out on your nine technique. If we have a seven technique, we can swing, swing it to the outside linebacker or block down. And again, that's all based on the size of your guy and based on the size of my guy. But we would prefer to block down on that seven technique and let that tight end handle it. In this case, we've got a way to call a nine technique to our offensive line pullers. On the front side, our guard and tackle are going to be tight together. And they're going to double team that three technique. When they do so, our key is to drive them up the field. I know there's a lot of people that like to block back and just take on whatever trash comes. For us, though, we feel like that we want to double team and lift and get high, and that way it creates problems for that backside Willie linebacker. Now, in that being said, we are going to block the inside gap. So we're double teaming the B gap, and our eyes are on A gap right there. If anybody wants to fill that A gap right now, then our left guard is going to come off on that A gap. If the Willie is going to try to fight over the top, okay, because it's a three technique, we're going to keep our tackle on that three technique, and that guard's going to lift and climb to that Willie linebacker. But again, our eyes are on that Willie. Obviously, people can slant on you, so if the tackle's going to go underneath, 
to a two-eye look and slant, and that guard's lacked on. Now then, it's that left tackle's job to adjust to find the Willie linebacker since A-gap has been filled, and we'll match that in B-gap. Our center's blocking back. A key thing for that is the angle of your body getting on that nose guard where you can't cross face. Obviously, shooting up the field, we have to have an athletic enough center that can cover him up to not let him get in the backfield. But the key as far as our aiming point is that front side shoulder of that nose guard because what you don't want is that nose guard constantly spinning out over the top or scraping over the top of the center because he can mess up the play. Our guard pull and our tackle pull will show as we get to the clips of how they take their steps. But looking at it in this particular scheme, we're pulling for the outside two linebackers. And so in saying that to the three service side here, the guard is pulling for the outside linebacker and the tackle is pulling for the mic. With the quarterback, he is responsible based on the call that's made of a guy to his side, to his right in this case, away from the play. In this particular case, he's responsible for the defensive end in the 4-2 scheme. If the defensive end is going to chase it, we're going to pull the football and replace the defensive end right there and run the ball. Now, the first thing you'll say is, well, you know, seven or eight years ago, everybody was playing the 4-2-5 scheme because TCU said it was, it was great, and Gary Patterson paved the way for everybody of how to run it. So we're just going to take that end and exchange with the Willie linebacker and kill your counter. The answer is yes, I get that. But remember, we have answers too. So for us, we now love our inside zone play back at the tight end. So if you're going to exchange gamers, then we're going to run zone instead of counter. And now then when you're in chases, we're going to get our right tackle up on your Willie linebacker and have probably the best athlete in Arlington High School in our quarterback pull the ball and go up to the free safety right now. So again, are there answers to stop the counter? Yes, but there's also answers that we have as well. For the tailback, we're going to take a pause step away from the play and then ultimately get on pass. So it would be a right step off the side and then bring it back to our left and then downhill with the third step. We do the pause step because ultimately we want to buy time, what we say is the fat boys, to get out in front of us. And then at that point, we're going to chase the block of the tackle right there from the tailback. Obviously, the guard and the tackle as they pull have to adjust off of that tight ends block, in this case, of a nine technique or seven technique. And then the tailback can follow the tackle to make us right. So here's some examples. This one's going to go back to our right. In this case, we have a nine technique. And we have taught our tight end against this nine te technique this week that we want to come down inside. We felt like that we could get our guard in position on that nine technique to kick him out. So because of it, that's the way we schemed it that week. Our tight end does a great job of fitting up on the Mike linebacker. You can see our center blocking back and aiming on that front side shoulder of 55 right there to make sure that he does not cross face and come over the top of us on that play. The double team has happened between the guard and tackle on the three technique. Fortunately for us right here, the Willie linebacker blitzes. And so at that point now, it makes it that much easier for us. We want that tailback going north and south. So because of that, we're going to tell that tackle, number 77, when he's pulling, to kick out and not wrap. 
And then obviously at this point, if our left tackle 77 does not have anybody to block because the tight end got him, we want him to lift to the safety. But a lot of times our tailback's not going to wait for that block. In this case, he takes the football, gets north and south, and splits it. B.J. Rogers, a sophomore tailback for us, um, is an excellent football player. We're excited to have him back for the next two years. So now then, second round playoff game for us. Now then this time, 4-2 look. We're blocking on with the tight end to a nine technique. We're still going out to the outside backer and to the play side Mike linebacker. Center blocks back on 65. The double team happens. Now on the double team right here, if you notice, this defensive tackle fits his head into a gap. So now that he has, our guard knows he's staying on and our tackle is gonna adjust to play side B gap. You can see right here he's on path and since this play side Mike doesn't trigger, he stays on path to get to the Willie linebacker on the backside. 76 is going to the outside linebacker. Now again, 73, our right tackle's job is to kick out the mic. We want that tailback north and south. So instead of wrapping it, we're kicking it out where we can get downhill right now. This was a big play in the game, a fourth and four call. A lot of times you're nervous to run the football on fourth and four. But again, if you have the right play call, call it. And again, quarterback's responsible for 34. He squats. So we give it. Now you say, well, what happens if 34 chases and the outside linebacker comes to quarterback? That's true, but remember, we've got a lot of film on these guys. So if they're going to do that, then we have to do something to account for that, whether that's a backside tight end that accounts for that outside linebacker, whether it's fly motion that handles that outside linebacker. But we can't just say, oh, well, good for them. We have to have it to where we handle that guy. But we felt like that end would squat based on film study. Get the ball, touchdown. Okay, now we're doing it against a 4-3 look. Again, we game planned it with a nine technique to come down inside and put our tight end on that Mike linebacker. I love our double team right here. We get great push off the ball. The tackle stays on, 68's eyes are back on our Willie linebacker to the backside, waiting for him to come. If the Mike linebacker blitzed, then obviously we would pick him up if he triggered that backside A-gap with 68. Instead, he's over the top, so we have our tight end fitting right there. 76 does a great job kicking out. 73 is pulling through for the Mike if needed. The only problem with this play is the quarterback does not fit up inside. And I'll show you an example of that right here. If we go to the tight, excuse me, the end zone copy of what I mean. So now then, we get the great kick out block on the nine technique. 73 is pulling through extra. Our quarterback now needs to get north and south right here and understand that we're going to kick that outside linebacker. Now in this case, we were down, uh, actually it was a tie ball game I think at this point late in the ball game and he's trying to make a play on a second down and nine from the nine. But I'd rather him be patient right there and hit it up inside because you can see if he does, we've got a great football play right there with the seal coming. 
73 extra coming through the hole, and we're splitting it for a touchdown. So again, there's bad examples too sometimes, but against a 4-3, that was a good look. Also, if you notice on this play as well, we talked about how what happens if the end chases and the outside backer exchanges, give them something else. So right here for us, our tailback runs stretch to the right, and we're a big stretch football team with our tailback. He runs stretch right, and you can see when he does, that end thinks about chasing, but then he holds because the tailback's crossing his face and doesn't know if he has the ball, and now then we can handle that backside. Why is that important? Well, obviously one, the end can chase it down, but two, if the outside linebacker is hanging here, it allows that quarterback to hit that crease where he's supposed to, and the outside linebacker can't scrape over the top to make that play. I think in counter game against the 4-3, the most important guy to handle as a coordinator is that outside linebacker because he's the one they teach to funnel everything back to when they play it right. Again, quarterback get up inside, and we go for 10 yards and a touchdown. Okay, we love the counter play at the three service side against the three four look. We've shown against a four two, a four three, and now does, looking at the drawing right here against a three four. At the end of the day, they've got a seven man box. So we've gotta be able to count for six of those seven and let the quarterback hang for the other guy. There's different ways to block off the backside in the 3-4. Based on our call is what determines the center and who he's blocking to, and the quarterback and who he's reading. So for example, in this particular call, our center, instead of doubling with the guard on the nose up the mic, is blocking straight back to the defensive end right here. The quarterback, knowing that because of the call, knows he is now responsible for the Willie linebacker outside. The double team is now going to happen between the tight end and the tackle. And again, it goes back to our philosophy. We want a tight end that plays like an O-lineman because we don't want to waste spending a lot of time with a double team on a five technique if that tight end's 185 pounds and can't move that guy. That's wasted time. So for us, we've got to have somebody that can make that block right there. Now in saying that, the double team goes to the mic and then we're kicking out the S, which is the stud, with our guard. We're pulling through with our tackle on what we call the buck. So now then example, our tight end's down here at the bottom. This is against the 3-4 front. Again, great job right here by our tight end and our tackle. They decide to go to a 4-eye underneath our tackle. So now the tight end's going to climb, and his, it's his job to adjust and get to that backside inside backer, which is that Willie, number 44. He climbs and locks on. Good football play. Next, number 76, Dakota Shirley's going to come kick out that outside linebacker. And again, another reason you like to counter play. The team we're playing has an undersized stud linebacker. We have a 360-pound offensive guard. That is a great matchup for us that we can only get by pulling the guard on counterplay. Then a great job by our tackle here as that backer triggers right here and blitzes. You can see him triggering right now of seeing it and treating it like a trap block. So anytime they blitz after the ball is snapped from depth, we cannot double to that because it happened afterwards and it's not in our view 
viewpoint. So instead now, we're just going to treat it like a trap for that right tackle. And again, kick him out so we can get north and south with our tailback right now. Watch our tailback Xander Benson steps. He's going to step back to the right and turn his shoulders. Then back with his left foot. We'd rather him pick up his left foot better than that than just a hop step. And then down with the right. Follow that tackle and get north and south. And then again, we're going to block 10 of them. The other guy we're not blocking is that safety right there. And remember when I say block 10, I'm the quarterback's responsible for blocking one by reading one. We're blocking everybody but the one safety. And our expectation is more times than not, our tailback can make that safety miss. Last example right here. Double team down on the five technique. Watch 77, our right tackle, Quint Walls, does an awesome job. He blocks down and then adjusts up the field to get on that linebacker. And he doesn't have to block down. He's just got to get on him. Okay, so now then, with that being said, great kickout block coming. Tailback north and south, getting downhill. You can see for the quarterback, the outside linebacker's walked up. That's his read. And again, one thing to notice too, if you notice 68 pulling for us, we got to get as low as they get. They're trying to take out our legs. We do not like them taking out our legs. So when they get low, we've got to get low and match that spill block right there. And again, a lot of people now will get to where they say, okay, well, we'll kick it out or we'll wrap either way. For us personally, we don't like spending a lot of time with two different reads. So for us, we like to create opportunities where we can kick it out and get downhill. And that's all based on film study. It's also based on whether we need to two surface, three surface, those kinds of things to create that opportunity for us. We'll also base on, which we'll talk about later, to keep it to where we don't have to wrap. Again, tailback, get up on the next level. I'd rather him right here when he gets to this place right here. He's trying to set up 13's block. Okay, but instead of running back on his heels, I'd rather him take that sideline right now. They got a safety in the middle of the field, so don't run into that middle safety even though you have a block or hit it to the sideline right now. Okay, you got to be able to handle blitz, and that's the beauty of this play is when they decide that they're going to blitz you and they're going to fit your inside zone up, they're going to fit your stretch game up because they're going to blitz those backers. Counter is a beautiful football play. And at that point, again, it goes back to when you have double teams, make sure you see your inside gap. So our right tackle right here does an awesome job with our tight end. Now, if you noticed, to get a little more beef on this play, we did a formation to where our left tackle went over to the other side to become the right tackle, okay, or really the right tight end. Our tight end now moved back to this side. Coach, why do you do that? Well, like I said, one, this one weighs 280 pounds. Our tight end weighs about 240. The other deal is sometimes from a coverage standpoint, you know, you can remove a safety by moving the tight end on the backside of the play. But I want you to watch right here the job that 73 does is right tackle. They are double teaming this defensive end to the backside backer. But remember, they got the inside gap. So now his eyes pick up that inside gap as far as the Mike linebacker blitzing right here. 
And now we've got a great football play because they seal it, those two together. Get the kick out from 68. And then watch how 15, our tailback, sets up our tight end pulling right here. Patient, let him get out in front. And with an athletic puller now at tight end, we can get out in front right there and get the big block against the extra safety. And again, what's our rule? We are going inside out. So number 15, B.J. Rogers, is not tricked by this, by the tight end. Well, what's he going to do here? He's going to kick him out because that's our rules. He knows that, so there's no hesitated steps by our tailback. Coach, why do you want to kick him out? Because at the end of the day, we want to be inside out, and we want our tailbacks north and south. When you wrap it, when you try to pull for their outside pad, now then they're having to take wasted steps to get the outside. We want them downhill. We picked that up from Baylor on their dart scheme about five years ago, and it's been awesome for us. Instead of trying to wrap all the time, kick them out so those tailbacks can get downhill. And get you a number 10. I told you, number 10 is special. At the end of the day, look at the effort of the senior Division I football player going down trying to get a block and smartly not hitting 16 in the back right there. Okay, so one call we have for a counter is to the three-service side. When we call a counter to our two-service side and we're going to pull our guard in our slot, we now give it a different call. A lot of people may or may not package their counters that way. We do. And we do it for reasons. In this case, obviously, it's because the guard and slot are pulling now instead of the guard and tackle. But it's an also an automatic for us that we want to do it back to the two-surface side, and the quarterback knows now that he's responsible for the stud linebacker to the strong side. So we're going to base on in a 3-2 front to the two-surface side now. Um, I got that tip about seven years ago. Well, what are you going to do? in the 3-4 front, well, as everybody was trying to battle across, well, you swing it, you know, you, you block down. Our deal was we're going to be on that defensive end. And when we are, that's a base block for us, <coughs> handling it to whether it's a 4-I or 5. Now, the question comes up, which foot is left tackle do you step with? For us, we're a big believer that the worst thing that can happen is getting beat to the inside. So because of that, we're going to step with our inside foot first, and that way if he bleds to a 4-I, our feet are in position to be able to make that down block. That way, if he works out to a five technique, we're still in good shape because our inside foot's down. Now we can adjust with our outside foot and take him where he wants to go as a five technique and see gap. But again, protect our inside first and be prepared for the four eye. The next thing is, in this look, we are going to double team the nose up to the backer. If you remember in the last counter play, the center worked back to the end Okay, but we had the tight end on the front side to double to the backer. Okay, in this case, there's no tight end to double with the left tackle to get that backer. So now then, we've got to use the center and the left guard to get on that guy. I'm going to tell you that 10 times out of 10, the last man with the pencil wins, and at the end of the day, the defense feels like there's no way that you're going to ever be able to get on our buck linebacker right there with that double team. I agree with him. I think that's a tough block for a down block with a guard and center to him. So that's why you have to incorporate in your scheme ways to hold that buck linebacker, whether that's a cutback play with a puller that goes behind him after he voids that space. 
whether it's a fly motion coming back at him that's going to hold him and make him think twice before he just runs out of there. Also, misdirection's great. So we'll do things that are not fair to defenses, but we'll pull that guard to the left and we'll keep the ball with somebody going back to the right. So when that buck linebacker thinks he's going to run over the top of that center and that left guard and make the play on the counter, we're running the football back the other direction. You have to do dirty, unfair things like that. I should say unethical, but fair. In the game of football, to not let him do whatever he wants to do and play it perfectly. Then after that, our right tackle is responsible for the defensive end. Our guard's pulling for our outside linebacker. Our slot is pulling from depth to get on that mic. And again, both those guys, when they pull, are pulling to kick out. I tell our slot to get enough depth to be comfortable to be able to get out of the trash and also be able to adjust off that guard's block. Again, the quarterback responsible for the stud. He's reading him. If the stud chases, then we're going to pull the football. Here's some examples. This one's against a 3-4 look. We love it when the outside linebacker blitzes. Center does a great job of finding the nose. Again, the inside buck that we were talking about that's tough to block has run himself out of the play. 76 just has to get a piece of that guy. It doesn't have to be a great block on the outside linebacker. Just cover him up to where we can get inside of you. And the only thing I would like better right here is for our right tackle when he sets to hold off 34 from pushing him back into the backfield because it takes 44 off his path. Now right there with 44, obviously as he comes around that corner, I expect him to kick out this linebacker and our running back to go underneath of that. But in the same breath, if you smell that end zone and you can beat that linebacker and tie it in, go get it. That's what our running back does right there. Love the decision. End zone copy, watch 77. Our left tackle pick up his inside foot first. That way he's ready for the four-eye blitz to B-gap, and that makes the play. Just get a piece of it. And again, right there, I'd rather 44 kick that out and the tailback be off his tail. But again, if you smell the end zone, go get it. Okay, now then, 3-4 front right here, okay? Again, giving Lamar something to look at right here with fly motion. So we send one of our best athletes in fly motion. We will give him the ball. In a lot of cases, off of that fly, we'll give the ball back to our tailback, like on this play, and then we'll pull it with our quarterback. Again, you got to be able to handle blitz. In saying that, the Willie linebacker belongs to the guard. So that being said, we're going to treat it like a trap because it happens after the snap. Our left tackle's locked onto the end. The two run linebackers run themselves out of the play backside. And our center and left guard do a great job right here. You can see that the backer, doing a terrible job with my yellow lining right there, but as he blitzes, that center's going to come off, not on his guy, but on his backside A-gap to make that block. Great trap block by our left guard. And let's go. Again, 44, I'd like for him to stay on. Again, our sophomore tailback could be a little bit more patient. 
but he sees the end zone and go get it. And again, great job by the Division I, Trey Cleveland, of doing the little things to make us great by blocking down on the goal line. First round playoff game. Going back the other direction now. Fly motion. 68's got the kick out block. Again, what is 44's job? Inside out. Inside out so we can get downhill. Again, I get it. Could he wrap here? Yes, a lot of people will teach, adjust this guy and wrap. The problem is now your, quarter, your running back's got to take two extra steps and then run sideways. So he's going to take four steps if we wrap right here, one, two, and then wrap what, three, four, and he's going out to this safety. For us, we would rather kick it and watch if there's any wasted motion from our tailback. Downhill. Again, I like our tailback steps. You can see them right there. Left pause step away. Pick up your right foot. Get downhill. Okay, another look that we can use is by with the quarterback. And again, presentation is everything. So you've seen us hand it off. You've seen us to where we fly it. We also have a way to send move motion to our back, set up the bubble game, and come back running with the quarterback. Again, 77, our left tackle. Quint Walls, great job on the 4-I. Here comes the two big boys pulling, expecting double kick out right there and hitting it running. And if you notice, again, that buck linebacker we talked about, well, yes, every time that guard pulls, he's taught, get over the top, get over the top, get over the top. Well, now, show him something where he can't just go over the top. Give him a screen pass out there. And now he's more up the field instead of being over the top of that guard pull and hit it where he's not. I'd also encourage you to get one of those quarterbacks right there. Jahari Rogers, MVP of District 4-6A. We were obviously very disappointed in our first ball game of the year, which is where this clip was from, that it's him in the end zone and he gets his shoelaces taken out. That didn't happen very often during the year. Okay, so we have one way running the counter at the three service side. We have a second way running the counter at the two service side. The last way that we will run it is at a two-service side where we will make the decision of whether we're going to base on or whether we're going to block down. We have some things that we like to create where we're going to block down and take advantage of your end if he's going to spill it. At the end of the day, can you take on a spilling defensive end? Sure. Can you wrap it if he comes down? Yes. For us, we would rather give him something else to think about. So if he's going to be that spilling type, then we're going to run some type of power read game some type of motion game with a, a wrong way read where we're pulling one way and handing the stretch off the other way to take advantage of that than just saying we're the baddest dudes in the building and he's spilling and we're pulling and we're going to whip him. Uh, at the end of the day, we used to be that way 10 to 12 years ago. We've kind of gotten smarter. But we can block down and take advantage of a kickout block with the end or we can base on and that's simply with a call. So once again, a different way to run counter with a different call. This is drawn up against a 4-2 look. In this case, we're basing on with the left tackle. We're basing on with the left guard. We're blocking back with the center on the nose, and then we're pulling the backside guard and tackle up inside on the two linebackers. And at this case, 
The quarterback is responsible for the defensive end. So first look at it right here in the 4-2 look. This is exactly the way the diagram was drawn. So we've got a base on a three technique, a base on the five technique play side, center blocking back. We will allow our center to cut in situations where they're going to bull rush up the field. So if you watch 51, he was using his quickness to try to beat our center on counter plays. So the way you adjust on that, just cut him, put him on the ground. Again, love how he crossed his left shoulder pad across to get him on the ground. Quarterbacks reading 15, the defensive end, our pullers are up inside. The goal now is to kick, kick, but in this case, the backside linebacker never shows to kick. So in that case, our right tackle will adjust and just seal him, and we'll split it right there. I'd rather Xander Benson, number 29, or tailback, split it right now with a little more explosiveness. But I still like his patience at the line of scrimmage, letting it sort itself out. And I love what he does here at the end of the day. If the safety's in the middle of the football field right there, get to the sideline. Got to do a better job of their inside slot blocking against number five there. Should be a touchdown. Let you see it from the end zone view. Based out with the three and the five technique. Blocking back and the nose guard is down for them. And then again, the kick and the seal because the linebacker is behind us getting downhill. Two safety look right there. I want that running back splitting it to the end zone. One safety look and that guy's got an angle on him. Break it outside, get the sideline. I put this one in, it's the same exact look. But again, what happens when that defensive end decides to get involved with the play? Same deal, we're basing on with the play side guard and tackle. Blocking back with the center, pulling for the two inside. Quarterback's responsible for the defensive end. He chases, go get it. And again, Trey Cleveland once again showing up in the run game outside, being a great example for all our young football players of blocking his tail off. Coach, how do you know if you did a good job at quarterback of whether you should have given it or whether you should have pulled it? The answer is this. We don't overcoach it. We give them some techniques on film study that week. But the reality is this. If you give the ball and we get four yards before that guy makes a tackle, you made a good decision. If you give the ball and he makes the play before four yards, then next time that play happens, you should pull the football. That's our rule. All right, so here we go. Playing second round playoff game, okay? Again, lots of different ways to get to it. Right here, the backers are wide against us in our empty set. So you can see them right now. When we're in empty, okay, they both widened because they're a two-man coverage team. Number seven's going to match here. The Willie linebacker's going to match here. So because of that, the backers are out of the box. And saying that, we'll just get an empty now and bump the tailback back. Now, can they adjust? Sure. But they've got about a second and a half to adjust before we snap the football. Again, we are basing on front side, deciding that if 34 is going to spill it and win, yes, we could kick him out or, or wrap it 
and wait and see what he does, or we could just base on him right there and go. Again, two extra pullers to the, to the party. And again, Coach, well, why do you like counter? At the end of the day right there for us, Max Castillo weighs 280 pounds. Quint Walls is about 285. That's 565 pounds coming at you right now, giving us two extra blockers at the point of attack. Quarterback reads the end and gives it. Again, we're kicking the first one. We're sealing the second if he's behind us right there. We're downhill with the tailback. Let's go. Love his decision, getting in behind the block. Okay, same thing here, just against the 4-1 look now. We're going to block the Willie and the Mike play side. Quarterback is responsible for the defensive end. In saying that, though, we've got to account for that strong safety now. So whatever we want to do to handle that, we've got to make sure we go to trips here to make sure we block him. Otherwise, we will have, not have enough against the 4-3 look. Okay, now this goes back to football that's not really fair against the defense. We are going to read this defensive end. What does that mean? Well, it means that we are running quarterback counter to the left against the 4-3, pulling for the Willie and Mike. We are running stretch back to the right. We don't care what the end does. We just know that he's going to be wrong. So that being said, the defensive end works up the field, so the quarterback pulls the football. Now, again, I told you we have to have somebody for the Sam linebacker right here, what we call stud. So in this case, we set trips to the right, so our number two receiver can block this stud linebacker when we give the football on the stretch. But if 27 is going to play the stretch, then we'll just pull it with the quarterback. And again, the only thing I don't like here is our guard getting his feet up underneath him against that defensive tackle block. Good football play. Again, we're just reading 27 there on our right-hand side. Whatever he does is wrong. He's up the field and wide. Pull it. There's our counter play. Now just showing you another way of doing it. Now the defensive end is down the line of scrimmage. Give the football. And again, you know, at the end of the day, you're going to have to coach those linebackers for both the counter and for the stretch and how to handle that. When you only have three days to practice it, it's not easy. So this time for the quarterback, we're, we're running quarterback counter to the right. That's the play call. We're pairing it with stretch to the left, and we're just reading that defensive end. How do you know if he made a good decision or not? If that defensive end makes the play after a four yards to the tailback, it was a good call. It was a good decision to give it. Don't go with two, or excuse me, don't go with one, go with two. It's one bad habit that we adjusted with our sophomore early in the year. But he goes with one hand right there, go with two for that pylon because we never want that ball to come loose right there. And, of course, he held on to it right there, but go with two. Okay, finally against the 3-2 look. Again, another presentation just showing you different ways to do things. But right here, we're going out of an empty set. 
with fly motion. Then when we fly, we got the counter game coming back with the quarterback against the three-two front. Again, like we told you, the left tackle is going to stay on the end. We are doubling the nose up the mic in this case right here. We're kicking the guard out for the, the buck, and we're pulling the tackle this time for the willy right here. This is more of a 3-3 look than it is a 3-2 look, but for us it's going to match the same way. Center's back on the nose. Left guard is back on that Mike linebacker dropping out. We're basing on the defensive end. And again, like I told you, if it's coming from depth like that, number 18, we're going to kick him out and treat it like a trap play. I would like 73 instead of spinning around right here looking for his guy since he blissed off the backside to pull through and find the safety extra. Now, if you game plan enough, you can easily make a decision here to have your guard or tackle stay in on the backside with that blitzing linebacker and hold him there so that they don't have two off the backside to play your quarterback or your running back. In this case, we just rolled with it. The kick out block, downhill, let's go. And again, 73 right there could be up on number three if he pulled through and stayed on the move. Last one, fly game, 3-2 front, pulling for the willy, pulling for the mic. Watch this adjustment by 76. Again, nose to backside backer. You're not supposed to get him, and that's okay. We'll let him straight up over the top and adjust our fly motion, pulled the Sam linebacker on the backside over here, so there's a crease. And again, if you can get a number four, Jahari Rogers in your system, please do. Pretty special. That is my presentation on the counter clinic. Very, very proud to talk Arlington High School football. If you'd ever like more information, like to talk to me, please reach out. Again, Scott Peach from Arlington High. Thank you for your time. Thank <music> you.